Coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, the Cougs make some history at the place where college basketball history began. It was BYU over KU. And we're taking a look back with Coach Pope and the unsung heroes of the program, the team managers, coming up next on BYU TV and ESPN+. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. All right. Let's go. It is great to see you all. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah. This is the Pope Show, our second-to-last look of the season inside the BYU basketball program. Just one more show to go next week before the Big 12 tourney begins. So good to have you here with us, both here in studio and live on the BYU TV and BYU radio apps and Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Coming up on this evening's show, we will revisit a legendary night in Lawrence as the Cougars and Kansas played and BYU ended the Jayhawks 19 game home court win streak. We'll head inside the film room as Cahill Fennell, Coach Fennell joins our Jerem Jordan. The BYU team managers will join us live in studio. Looking forward to this for quite a while. They're good guys. We'll have Q&A for the coach and the managers. Our always enjoyable game night segment. Some BYU hoops trivia and we'll look ahead to Saturday's Marriott Center showdown with TCU. Let's tip things off by welcoming in the man who was a very popular guy on the late-night basketball talk show circuit two nights ago. He's the head coach of your BYU Cougars. Please bring on in Mr. Mark Pope. I think somebody said, let's freaking go. I let's go. That's beautiful. Thank you guys for coming. It's fun. That was, uh, that, that was a rousing welcome. It was almost as rousing as the one you got in the tunnel to your locker room at Allen Fieldhouse on Tuesday night. Yeah. So many BYU fans there to support you. And that place got loud. Yeah. Of all the things that you didn't expect to hear in Allen Fieldhouse, uh, two minutes after the game was over for some conglomeration of Cougar fans just literally start singing the Cougar fight song all <laughs> together, have it resounding through the, the hallowed halls of Allen Fieldhouse. It was incredible. Well, I was special. sitting courtside after the game's over, and I begin hearing this n- noise of BYU. They made a lot of noise in, yeah. the, in the, uh, the halls of the stadium there. It was a, uh, a beautiful night in every way, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, really special. Well, it's one of my favorite times of the week uh, when the crowd has settled into their seats. Coach Pope experiences the vibe thinks back on the week that was and answers this question. So this gentleman right here is like, that's weird. That is weird. It's it's weird and wonderful is what it is. (laughs) What are you thinking? Uh, I got so I got so many thoughts, but um, this is what I want to talk about. So one of the great things about um, BYU athletics is that it gives us all a chance to to um, just connect. Just, it could just be like a tiny little connection, and I think it's beautiful. And one of the things about getting a chance to coach here, especially now in the Big 12, with the platform that we have, is I get inundated with all kinds of super fun feedback on how people may have connected during the game. So 
I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell you this story. And then I want you to think about I, uh, if anybody saw the game in some type of unique environment, I'm going to ask for some people to tell stories. here. We have time. We have right? time. We always have time for you. And so um, here's my story. So the, the next morning I get a long text from a husband and wife, um, the Freckleton family, who we dearly love, who are amazing family, amazing story, live out of the state. And they talked about how they were, it's, it's actually really sweet. So they're watching the game and they're going crazy at home and they can't believe it. And then like, like with two minutes left, there's a pounding on their door and their neighbors from the house to their right and to their left had run over and were going to like, Watch the last two minutes of the game with them. I don't know if they were BYU fans or not, but they were fans of the Freckletons, and they were going to run into their house and like, we just have to watch this together, and it's it's it means a lot to me. I, I just I love the fact that um, that BYU uh, athletics, BYU as a university, is such a unifying thing that people get to share things like that, and I, I love that story. I'll remember that forever. Partly because I love the Freckleton family so much, and partly because I love the story so much, and partly because it was fun to win at Kansas. So I don't know if anybody has something. Anybody was anybody in a unique? There we go. Let's go. So I came from California all the way to Kansas for my birthday the day before. So thank you for the presents. That is beautiful. I love it. Were you in the gym? I was there. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Good. Anybody else? Anything unique? Yeah. I celebrated my seventieth birthday with your historic win. That's yeah, beautiful. Congratulations. That is awesome. Seventy years. Yeah. I was in the hospital and I met them to be home in time to watch the game. All right. Listen, don't give your doctors my phone number. I don't want to take the blame for that. <laughs> I love it. Anyone else have anything unique? I love hearing these stories. Yeah. Uh, well, we watched the game together um, at her friend's apartment, and then uh, one of our friends had just gotten off a date, and then one of our friends FaceTimed him so that we could watch the game all together. Oh, that's, that's actually beautiful. That's really great. Yeah. Someone else had someone. Yeah. My daughter lives in Texas and is a super fan, and I talked to her right after the game. She was so excited. She says, Dad, I may or may not have thrown a roll of paper towels at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we might need to drag her into the Marriott Center to do that on our home floor. Anyway, just, I hope, yeah, I had someone back here. Oh, my dad um, wasn't confident that, that you know, we were going to win. <laughs> hey, you know what? I love the honesty, though. I love it. Yeah? Wait, say it again? I didn't even know there was a game. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. There's always one Ute fan in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> to watch the game and was shopping for my mom at Smith's. All right. Hey, uh, if you're going to do anything, you should be doing something for your mom. That's actually beautiful. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> now that is a that's an affront to the great Greg no, Bell, no, right? Not because now. of my call. I promise I kept people awake. I yeah, this up. is actually delightful. Yeah, so my mom was putting my little brother to bed, so she made us pause it so we could watch it after. There we go. And she, we were like screaming our heads off because we were looking at the score. <laughs> and she was like, how bad are we losing? Shut up! <laughs> yes, I have someone back here.
That's great. There's something about listening to the game on the radio, I think, that's really special. Yeah. It's a little old school. For us old people, we know it. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest things about BYU Athletics, man, is how it connects us. And for some of us, it doesn't. But for a lot of us, it does. And it's really brilliant. I appreciate you guys. We're uh, Cougar Nation incredible. To go to Allen Fieldhouse and for us to be able to celebrate with fans in that building. And then, as Greg said, as we exited the court, uh, the concourse was full of uh, BYU faithful. It was it was pretty tremendous, and it was really special. We're grateful. You know, we, we've been in a few venues this year that are new for us, and we'll talk about that. I'll go, hey, how about being in this place and that place? And they've been genuinely cool places to be. Yeah. But describing Allen Fieldhouse is a little something, there's a lot more to it, actually, yeah. because in a lot of ways, we're talking about the birthplace of the sport. When you consider the fact that their first coach was Dr. James Naismith, yeah. that may be all you need to know, yeah. the man who invented the game. So it's kind of the spiritual home of college basketball. And, and the religious kind of component comes up, spiritual home, cathedral, yeah. Mecca, and it kind of is more than a simple sporting experience. Yeah, and, and is what you have all that and then genuinely... You know, I'm old. I'm 51. I've probably been in almost every venue in, in the United States, professional and college, or close to it. And, um, but I had never been into a game in Allen Fieldhouse. And even for me, as the coach, walking in uh, two minutes before tip uh, for the first time and seeing the crowd and the ambiance and whatever, it, it, this rarely happens to me, but I was taken back, too. I, I just stopped and looked around. I'm like, this is incredible. I think it's how people feel when they walk into the Marriott Center. Yeah, special night in so many ways. You said some things post-game that resonated as well, and I don't want to synthesize it to something too simple, but it came down to almost kind of two words, beliefs and belief, mm. and how they kind of work together right now for your team. Yeah. Um, I, you know, um, listen, sports is about faith. You know, there's something uh, completely irrational to think that with just a couple seconds left in a game that you're going to uh, take a, a round ball and from 27 feet you're going to throw it up in the air and actually go through a small red hoop. Like you've got to be insane that you actually believe that can happen in front of the whole world. And it, there's, this, there's this core of athletics as faith. And clearly uh, BYU is an institution that's all about faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and um, that permeates through everything we do. It, it permeates through athletics in general. And, and uh, it's a place where we can all find peace. And, and our guys are finding some peace in, in our various faiths. And, and um, it's, it's playing a huge uh, part in our ability to kind of manage stress and manage anxiety and, and put our whole hearts into competing. And I love it. It's actually awesome and it's appropriate and it's BYU. On the sporting side of things, another win for you coming off a loss. The last four times you've taken a setback in league, you've bounced back and won the very next game. Something special about that, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's our guys. You know, we knew going into this league, guys, this, this, I mean, we love this Big 12. Does everyone in here love this Big 12? It's just awesome. And this league is so tough that it just wants to it just wants to rip you to parts, rip you to pieces so that you can't be fresh for the next game. And so what happens all the time is you see teams putting two and three and four and five losses together just because it kind of steamrolls you. And, our, and we knew that one of the challenges was going to be um, trying to put whatever just happened, win, lose or draw, put it behind us and and find a way to get fresh for uh, the next game. And our guys have been brilliant at it. 
fact, we right after Kansas, this may not mean anything to anybody. It's going to mean something to you. But um, so we're driving through a snowstorm back to try and catch a plane to get to get out of Lawrence. Everybody's euphorically happy. And I just turned around to my staff. That's we're all we all sit together on the bus. And I was just like, um, you know, we had played Kansas State literally 50 hours before the set or what? I don't know, 96 hours yeah, before that. Yeah. And and to us, like in the moment, I was like, that feels like it was a month ago. It just felt like it was so long ago. And I don't know, the Big 12 does that to you. Like it just it just almost freezes time. And I'm grateful for that because this is so much fun. I like time to freeze a little bit. You, you put K-State away for Kansas. And now you've already put Kansas away because yeah. there's no rest for the weary. TCU's yeah. coming in on. And on TCU's a big time team. My goodness, they're talented and they're deep and they're veteran. They're the third most veteran team in the entire country. Um, and they start a lineup of all seniors and super seniors and have a bunch of seniors coming off the bench. And they're clever and physical and downhill. And uh, it's going to be – I hope you guys come to the game on Saturday. Uh, if you haven't got tickets, the gym sold out. But I heard Greg has a couple. <laughs> Hit them up after the show. Yeah. It's going to be awesome on Saturday. Just meet over here by the side. Uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was 48 hours ago. Bring, bring your checkbook, right? <laughs> bring, bring. I'm all about Venmo. Venmo uh, it was 48 hours ago that BYU played in the college basketball mecca that is Allen Fieldhouse, home to a program with six national championships and home to a team and a coach who had lost only 17 home games in the last 21 seasons. It was BYU and number seven Kansas highlights and stats presented by Intermountain Health. And in this game, you were down 12 in the second half. It was a frantic and fun and exciting final five minutes. We're going to go to the final minutes of the game and have you take it away for us. Yeah, we had a bunch of guys step up and make shots. You know, we kind of went Dallin, Noah, Dallin with a bunch of stuff mixed in between. Jax with an unbelievable uh, trip to the rim. And, and even more importantly, we were really, really solid on the defensive end. They actually answered our back-to-back threes with their own back-to-back threes in this kind of flurry of drama in the waning minutes of the game. There was the fourth one. And not to be outdone, Dallin. Hall. Oh, Jax came down and got to the free throw line and made two. We get a stop and then and then to kind of cap it off and really give us a little bit of a solid lead. Unbelievably yeah. huge rebound by Noah Waterman. And Dallin Hall with the dagger. This is this is kind of who he is. That's Siri interrupting. <laughs> um, but but that's just uh it's just a massive shot and and uh you know, we had two again, incredible no verticality plays uh, by Spencer and then by um yeah, and, and we only missed it's one big. free throw down the stretch. Yep. Foose made two, Jax made two, Down uh, made that one. And um, it was awesome, guys. It was, uh, you know, we feel like the, every second's ticking away and the guys are battling out there and we gave them three straight possessions, three offensive rebounds, but still managed to kind of stay alive in the possession. And um, Dallin picks up his final foul. He played the entire last 10 minutes of the game with four fouls. Mm-hmm. Uh, really played really physical and managed to managed to get it done. And guys closed it out great. Fustrero to the line for two free throws to just finish it. Special. It was a special night. And this was helping to seal the deal, and that did indeed do it. 76 to 68 is the final. Again, so rare that uh, KU loses a home game. It ended a 19 game home win streak. Let's look at some individual numbers of note. Noah in this game, nine points, six rebounds, two blocks, and we see, you know, huge boards late, and that three was massive. And the three was massive, and the the play before, 
How about Fus Traore out of the short roll making a left-hand laser pass uh, against pressure to the corner, like on time, on target for the three. We had a bunch of guys make big-time plays. Uh, this is against a down and a week, and Spencer Johnson drags it all the way to the baseline to allow Ali Khalif enough, enough space for a catch-and-shoot. Huge shot by Spence um, as we're trying to kind of like find our footing in this game. And... Um, just plays all around. Yeah. We, we were in a heavy, a heavy double team on the post. Uh, this Dickinson is a really spectacular player. He's uh, a double-double machine. And our guys did a really nice job managing him as a team because that's the only way you can guard him. The new dad, Spencer Johnson, making Joey proud. And then Trevin Nell, we see some of Trevel's, uh, Trevin's highlights. His lone yep. three right here couldn't have been any bigger. Yep. Came with five minutes to play, made it a one-point game. Best part of that shot is the very the play right yeah. before that, about 20 seconds before that, Trevin shot it straight off the backboard. No risk. <laughs> Him, no net, no nothing. And that's how our guys are playing right now. Like, that was gone from his mind. We got a stop, came down in transition, and without hesitation, bangs a huge shot from the wing. It's how our guys are playing. And Dallin was incredible down the stretch. Dallin Hall, 18 points in this one, the most since his San Diego State game in the first week of the throw of the season. That shot finally gave us a lead right there, the stop shot behind, uh, behind the handoff. Um, uh, just really spectacular. And here was the dagger. Like, this is... This is a massive shot that we'll remember at BYU for a long time. There will be a lot of still photos of that floating around. It's pretty great. Ali Khalifa in his last three games, now 13 assists and zero turnovers. He had six points in this game as well. Yep, and he was great defensively. Like, um, he was great. Uh, you know, the other thing with Hunter is you just have to find a way to be really physical. I mean, that's just a dime. He's like a – it's incredible. Um, but his physicality, Foose's physicality, uh, the guys coming on the monster were all really good. Jackson Robinson's the only BYU player with at least one three in every Big 12 game, and he had 18 to tie Dallin Hall and a plus 17 night, four threes on the night for Jacks. Yeah, if you remember uh, towards the, uh, the, end of the, um, the end of the first half, uh, this transition three by Dallin was, or by Jacks was massive. It, it made us feel like we were right back in this game. Uh, it was when Dallin was sitting on the bench in foul trouble and Jax was playing a ton of points. It was really important. How about the Colonel? Richie Saunders played almost 23 minutes off the bench. He, had a, he was a, a team high plus 19 on the night as well. Yeah, and Richie always brings incredible energy. That was a two-rebound offensive uh, possession, um, and he's just always racing around making, making hay. Foose? Five assists on this game. There's one. Ties his career high. By the way, BYU's 12-1 when he has three or more helpers. Yeah. Um, and Foose was unbelievable at owning space in the paint and on the perimeter. Um, his physicality in terms of you see it right here where he is just going to – there's nothing offensive foul about that. It's just like I'm going to be strong. There's that baseline yeah. hammer pass that he threw. He was so physical in owning space. He just was moving bodies. I mean, if he'll continue to do that down the stretch of the season, we're a problem. Like, he makes us a problem with his physicality. BYU outscored the Jayhawks by 30 points at the three-point line. A decisive number on this night and took really good care of the ball, too. Yep. Um, another, you know, under 10 at seven turnover game. Yeah. That's been a hallmark of this team. It's, it, 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 was, it was something that caused us immense Team stress and personal stress. <laughs> Our inability to protect the ball last year, and the guys have answered that bell in an incredible way. Going to venues like this and coming on those seven turnovers is, is just an incredible display from our guys about being on their toes, being super decisive, and, and believing in, in their decision-making. It's been awesome. Let's hear it one more time for 76-68, yeah. by the way. That was a- As 
BYU goes to 8-7 and seven on the year in the Big 12. Well, last week, assistant coach Cahill Fennell was a guest on this show. And Coach Pope called him essentially the defensive coordinator for this team. And what a defensive effort BYU turned in two nights ago in Lawrence. Tonight, Coach Fennell joins our Jerem Jordan to talk about it inside the film room. Cahill, what a win, man. What was it like to go to uh, Lawrence and beat Kansas? <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, full credit to our guys. They came and, you know, fought through some adversity, fought in a, in a tremendously challenging environment. It's just such a cool place for college basketball. It's a really cool place to compete. Uh, and our guys just kept fighting throughout the 40 minutes, and they came out with a win. We're going to break down some big shots, but defensively, this was an incredible performance. We start with in transition, Spencer Johnson <clears> getting a steal, and then I had some Ali Farouk Manesh vibes here with Jackson uh, pulling up against Kansas. Yeah, you know, this, ironically enough, wasn't terrific transition defense. It was really good recognition by Spencer being on the bottom of the play there, uh, recognizing that, that point-to-post punch uh, comes up with this big steal. And then our guys do a tremendous job of having a lag-free reaction and turning defense into offense, right? They're immediately their mindset changes from getting a stop to sprinting the floor on offense and filling lanes. Uh, Jackson does an awesome job here, coming under control, coming under poise, or pardon, playing with poise. Uh, and then Richie has a really nice job of recognition, slowing down and kind of running into Jamari McDowell there and freeing up Jackson a little bit further. Then he got to come down and make some shots. Dallin Hall made some big threes down the stretch, including this. Yeah, massive, massive. I get a ton of credit. Dallin obviously struggled a little bit the past couple of games, really bounced back in a big way when we needed him. Uh, both these threes are massive plays for him, not only for his confidence, but for our team. Uh, when he's playing at a high level like this and he's aggressive offensively and having fun out there, uh, he's a really, really good player. This is the play of the year to me because <laughs> it epitomizes who Dallin is, who this team is. He's unafraid. He's confident. He wants the switch. He gets Hunter Dickinson, one of the biggest names in college basketball, and he practices that play. And he makes it in a huge moment. What, what, a, what a shot for BYU right there. It's huge. It's huge. And I'm sitting there on the bench, and I'm, and I'm watching him go through his motions of attacking the switch. To your point, like, you're absolutely right. He really did demand that switch with Hunter Dickinson. Uh, got him on an island on the perimeter. And, you know, he was getting through his, his dribble combination. I was like, uh, I was like wait, he, he practices this move. <laughs> he practices this shot. And as, as it was leaving his hand, I felt really, really good about it. And, and he proved me right. He was fantastic at it. Down the stretch, when you're up late and you got to make free throws, and eventually you win the game, what was that emotionally like to to go through that? And you're making clutch shots, you're getting clutch <clears> stops, <throat> and then you win this game. Yeah, you're, you're just really pleased that our guys are rewarded for the work they put into it, right? You're, you're really pleased that they're rewarded for their resilience and overcoming adversity. Uh, There's a lot of challenges throughout this game that, that made things really difficult, not just Kansas, right? That, not just the players on the floor, the environment, um, the magnitude of the game, the opponent, the pressure. Um, having to come back from a tough loss, things like that, like all those elements come into play. Um, and for them to be rewarded for just their mental toughness and diligence and, and continuing to fight, like I said, for 40 minutes is just, uh, you know, it makes you feel really good as a coach and as an adult uh, to see young people uh, reap the rewards of, of what they put into it. It was awesome, man. Now you have TCU coming in Saturday. This is the first time opponent with them, a really uh, skilled team that's been in and out of the top 25. And you got a rebound from. Uh, I guess a great win, you got to emotionally bring it, right, for another good team? No question. It, it, this really epitomizes what the Big 12 is, right? Uh, you go to a place like Kansas, um, you come up with a massive victory for your program, and then you come back, and a few days later you have to compete against one of the toughest teams in the country. Um, they play tremendously hard. They're really, really athletic. They are skilled, like you said, um, but they really do a phenomenal job of taking the fight to you. And Coach Dixon did that at Pitt with his guys there. He's translated that to TCU at a really, really high level. Um, it's going to be a massive challenge for us on Saturday. 
Okay, congrats on the win and good luck against TCU. Thanks so much. Appreciate you. All right, thanks to Coach Fennell and uh, Jerem. It was after the game on Tuesday. Uh, you were uh, asked by a lot of different national outlets to, to just give some perspective on what this min, uh, win meant mm-hmm. uh, to your guys uh, on, in Lawrence uh, two nights ago. BYU is a team that attracts attention when you're doing well. They, they want to hear the BYU story, it seems like. Well, it's, I think it's a unique product. I think it's a unique uh, situation. I think it's fun to talk about uh, you know, teams that have moved in this Big 12, kind of the transition. There's four transition teams this year, and there's going to be four transition teams next year. And, and um, I, think, I think BYU is a, a unique story. We play a unique style. Um, we play different than everybody in the Big 12, and, and uh, we bring a different product, and it's fun. I think it's challenging for the league, and it's certainly challenging for us. As we break, this reminder that your day-to-day Cougar Sports play-by-play happens on BYU Sports Nation. Join Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays, noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, Coach Pope's management team, let's call them, joins the show. Stay with us as BYU Basketball with Mark Pope continues. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is presented by Siegfried and Jensen helping Utah families for over 30 years, and Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Your shadow is beautiful, by the way. Welcome back to BYU Most visible faces of the BYU men's basketball program are, of course, the players and this guy. But the trained eye will notice other members of the staff who are always in the eye of the storm. They are the four team managers, the often unseen straws that help stir the drink for the Cougar Hoopsters. And these important men are our guests tonight on the show. Please welcome in Carson Williams, Melvin Goins, Leander Ridgeway, and Madison cheering section already in effect. All right. Um, I've introduced you, but let's have each of you introduce yourselves, your name, where you're from, a little bit of your background, how you got to BYU. Okay. Um, Carson Williams. Um, I grew up in Orem, so just right here. Um, played Juco basketball and then got into high school coaching. Um, did that for four years. Um, and then knew one of our previous GAs kind of helped me get my foot in the door. Had a couple meetings with Coach Pope, you know, almost two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and was fortunate, you know, just with the timing where they needed some help pretty quickly. I was in a position to be able to do that and kind of everything worked out. So we're here almost two years later. Awesome. Mel? Uh, Melvin Goins. I'm from San Diego, California. Uh, played Division One basketball at University of Tennessee. Played overseas for a few few seasons. Um, I'm here, just blessed to be here. got here through uh, Coach Nick Robinson, um, so just glad to be here. All right, Lee. Uh, my name is Lana Ridgeway. I'm from, I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, um, and the way I got here, I uh, played at Asbury and then uh, played professionally in Mexico for a season and just felt led to move on and get into coaching and uh, got here uh, from Cahill Fennell. Okay, so, and Matthew. Uh, so I'm from right outside of Philadelphia. Um, I was a student manager at the University of Pittsburgh. <laughs> Um, I spent last year coaching in Division Three, um, and Coach Robinson also also helped me get get here. 
Thank you, Matt. All right, as you look over this crew, what comes to mind? So these, these are our graduate assistants. So they're going to graduate school right now here at BYU. They're also full-time. And when I say full-time, I'm talking about like, you know, 25 hours a day is, is kind of what their job works out to be. Um, and we have never had a group of GAs in my tenure here as an assistant or as a head coach uh, that have made as much of a contribution to our team as these guys do. And, and to prove that, I've never given graduate assistants as much like winning related responsibilities as these guys have. Um, essentially, uh, Matt Santoro is, is taking over Keegan Brown's job so Keegan can go on to do uh, higher level stuff. It's incredible. Um, uh, Melvin Goins uh, modestly told you that he, he played Division I basketball. He took Tennessee to a sweet 16 and, and endured uh, the great coach Bruce Pearl for a couple years, right? Elite eight. Elite eight, sorry, to an elite eight. <laughs> Uh, and, and just to give you an example, so Melvin Goins is in, in charge of everything that happens on our bench during games, which is one of the most important things that happens. And Carson is the veteran guy. He's kind of teaching all the, the younger guys how this done, is done. And Leander is doing scouts and, and t- uh, t- has responsibility for matchups during the game. And uh, what these guys do for our players is incredible. Like, we're super blessed. I'm personally really blessed to have – uh, yeah, four guys that work really hard and, and better than their work, like incredible men. Like, it's awesome. Like, we're really blessed to have these guys. Really under, blessed. Under the graduate assistants, you have, you have other guys that are on the floor helping you do things. Yep. A bigger, like, we've got management staff, but the GAs are up a level just below yep. coaching, right? Well, these guys think they're above the head coach, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they are. Okay. Uh, I, I want to I dip back into Mel's past just for a minute because we've actual got, we actually got video there we of go. where oh, Mel was. Oh, oh so Uh-oh. Let's enjoy it. This is Mel as a collegiate player at Tennessee. Just check this out for a second. All right, so we got, we got the hops part taken care of. Shooter. We got the distance shooting taken What's care of. Green jersey. We got, we got float game. Floater. Yep. Kentucky. Don't do it to my wildcat. <laughs> we got some defensive prowess. Yeah, Mill. Yeah, we got the hesitation game. Yeah, that's all a little bit of what was going on back in the day. Yeah. Mill. So you may or may not have noticed there was no passing in there. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what's not shown, uh, part of Melvin's past, too, um, after his last year of ball at Tennessee, he decided to stick around, and, and you gave football a try for a minute, didn't you? I did. I did. I played, uh, I tried to go out for the football team. It was just something that I've been wanting to do at Tennessee. Uh, I've played growing up my whole life, um, so I wanted to give it a shot uh, when I was done. I, I did pretty good, but... Basketball is just where my heart was at, so I, I just went overseas and played professionally, but I, I had fun doing it. Okay, well, what would you guys say your GA responsibilities come down to? We'll start with you, uh, Um Like personally or all together? Uh, individually, and then kind of maybe like summing up for all of you, but individually, yeah. Yeah, so um, I think each of us is paired with an assistant coach, so that's part of it. So I work with you know, Coach Fieger, which has been a huge blessing for me, um, and we do all of our offensive stuff. Um, so in terms of game prep stuff, I'm watching opposing teams' defenses, you know, trying to do a lot of that film stuff to make his job easier. Um, and then we'll go through a lot of that stuff together, do some scouts for whole teams. Um, and then a lot of it's just, you know, 
a lot of the stuff that needs to get done behind the scenes that, you know, the assistant coaches and Coach Bob don't really have time for, right? So helping our players with different things, um, you know, different logistics with Nate Austin, things like that. Um, just, you know, people always ask what we do, and it's impossible to answer because it feels like there's, you know, a million things every day. But just, yeah, kind of whatever's needed. And Nate's the ops director. Uh, Mel? Uh, so like Coach Pope mentioned earlier, um, he <clears throat> put me in charge of the bench um, during the games and off the court, like just player development stuff. Um, I look at myself as a player personnel guy and just building relationships with, with, with all our guys on the team, right? Whether it's helping them with stuff on the court, off the court. Um, so I, I feel like uh, that I'm really blessed to be in that role. Lee? Yeah, so uh, I'm paired with uh, Cahill Fennell, our defensive coordinator. Um, and he does a big role with he does a big role with our player development too on the court. So I'm involved with on, on the court workouts with him, hands on, and then with scouts like what Carson talked about, uh, cutting film, looking up film, doing personnel, and just kind of just scheming with him. Um, and then I'm in charge with our, with wedging uh, is a rebounding term that we use uh, with our program that's helped us win a boatload of games this season. Uh, it's an offensive rebounding term. And so I'm in charge of docking those and counting those up and stuff. And, and, but like, and, and again, what Carson said, which is more logistic stuff with Nate Austin. How about you, Matt? Just, just to right. give an example of Leanne is talking about. So wedging, so he actually, we do, we stat every single possession, every single player. So as the rest of us were celebrating the Kansas win, Leanne spent the next six hours reviewing every single clip so he could get us the numbers hard for the first thing in the morning. Like that's the type of stuff that's taking up these guys' time that makes such a difference in how we play. Matthew. So, yeah, like, like Coach, you alluded to, um, I've taken over sort of Keegan's video coordinator responsibilities. So anything that has to do with film with this program, um, I, I touch a lot of aspects of that, whether it's getting scout film ready for the day. Like, we, we watch film every day. Um, cutting up our own film, like, live during the game. Uh, I do a lot of that. And then um, being in charge of our offensive playbook on just play, uh, keeping, making sure that's organized because Coach puts in a lot of stuff um, throughout the year. So just making sure everything's organized there. And then I'm paired up with Nick Robinson, so helping him with scouts as well um, is a big part of my day-to-day. Okay. As GAs, what would you say, and you can, either you guys can take a run at this, what do you most appreciate about this group that you're working with this year? Oh, man. <clears throat> um, I mean, our guys, they just come to work every single day. Like, I remember, you know, last, last offseason, you know, it was a grind in a lot of ways. Um, but our guys, they just put the work in day in and day out. Um, and they believed in something that, you know, I don't think anybody outside of our building did. Um, and so just to see their hard work pay off and see their belief to where we are now and where we want to continue to get, um, it's just really, really cool. You know, something I'm going to think about and remember and tell stories about as a coach for the rest of my life. Mel? I just appreciate these guys' dedication to the game, right, and dedication to being a student athlete, right, being there before and playing at a high level while maintaining your, your studies, right? It's, a, it's something that a lot of people don't get to, to experience and know the, the real grind. And, and so I appreciate how these guys approach uh, their studies and also uh, the game of basketball. Lee? I just appreciate everybody's professionalism that comes to this job. I know being a GA comes with a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't see behind the scenes. And all these guys right here come to work every day and like pour everything out to these guys, for these guys, and for this team. And, Matt, when you look at this BYU basketball team, the players you're working with, what stands out to you that you, that you maybe appreciate most? Gosh, like, the unselfishness of this group is, is crazy. Like, I know as players, like, that they inherently need to, you know, think about themselves and how to better themselves as a player. But they've realized that what they can do as a whole is, is more than, than what they see themselves as individuals. And I think 
that aspect of this team, like every single guy, like you see it in the way we play, like the unselfishness, like every single possession really shows itself. So right. these guys have a thousand different assignments. Uh, and and they, they are massively important to some really mundane things. What's the most important thing you guys do for me? <laughs> Don't get this wrong. Oh, Matt. <laughs> Getting you funny clips for staff meetings. <laughs> <laughs> we start every staff meeting. These guys bring a couple clips that just uh, lighten the mood, and it's magic. It actually changes everything. It's, b- it's brilliant, actually. The grad assistants are with us. We'll have a game night segment with them and Coach coming up next. Stay with us on BYU Basketball. Mark BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 35 years. All right. We've got the grad assistants on the show tonight with Coach Pope, and it's game night. And uh, for our game night segment of the show tonight, we're combining the best of the Google search bar with the best of Family Feud for an exercise we are calling Search Results Showdown. Search Results Showdown. Oh, look at this. How do we not have an Emmy? That's production. That's incredible. Exactly. <laughs> All right, here's how it's going to go, we hope. Uh, we're going to divide you into two-man teams. So I'm immediately saying Matt and Lee, Mel and Cars. Come on, Mel. Okay? Uh, I'm going to propose a question <laughs> in the form of a... So you saw this. We got a problem here because Cars went for the five and... You see and this thing? Clearly these guys are not working at a high level. Together. You see this connection, though? Uh, you got it. You got it right away. Okay. Uh, the idea is I give you a question in the form of a Google search, and then, and then we're going to ask uh, one of you from each team We'll start with Carson and Lee uh, to tell us what you think the most popular result might be for that question. And then whoever's got the highest one on the thing will kind of keep right. control for your team. All right. Here's your first question in the form of a search. Is Mark Pope blank? So if you type in, is Mark Pope, what's the next word going Ooh. to be? Is Mark Pope blank? Careful, boys. Lee and Carson will speak for their team. <laughs> is Mark Pope, what would you say, Lee? Can we confer? You can confer. Let's confer. We're making the rules up as we go here. I think it's okay. Yeah, what do you think? Is Mark Pope, Coach Pope, seven feet? Is Mark Pope seven feet? What would you think? Is Mark Pope? Is Mark Pope Mormon? That's what I'm going to say. And the number one response in the search result is? I have the answer. I think we're going to put the... Oh, we thought it was going to pop up Oh, no. Well, but actually number one is... Number one is LDS slash Mormon. So yeah. you've actually won that. There we go. You've got the inside track to the number two response, which might be tall. Tall. That is right. So yes, seven feet. Seven feet. These GAs. All right. So those are the top two responses. We're looking for three and four. We'll see if we can get it from you guys. What, what number three or four be? Ooh, audience participation is welcome. <laughs> Married, says the audience. And Peer pressure. I get to be the buzzer on that one. That's not one of the top four responses. You told them to say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> okay, we'll give you one more crack at it. We'll turn it over to the other guys. Is Mark Pope blank? Two other responses up there. Anybody from... <laughs> Uh, can I phone a friend? What do you, what do you think? This is how it goes sometimes when the game's going sideways and we don't have an answer. So what about the NBA? Like NBA veterans, something along those lines? We're going to go eh, on that one and kick it to you guys. See if you can pull one more answer out. Funny, yes. 
awesome, yes. Handsome. But those are, yeah. Is Mark Pope the coach of BYU? Uh, it's not exactly going to work. I'm going to have to buzz you on that one. The answers three and four were, is Mark Pope a BYU alum? Was number three. The answer there is actually no, as it turns out. And is Mark Pope paid? Uh, the answer there is yes. <laughs> I didn't think you had to ask that one. I got to ask that one. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to question number two. We'll we'll go to Leander's team on this one. Um, Sometimes no words say so much. (laughs) Is it possible to eat a whole blank? Mm. W-H-O-L-E. Is it possible to eat a whole blank? We're going to go with pizza. You're going to say pizza. You got a pizza? They said pizza. What's the number one answer for the search? Is it possible? We haven't said one yet. Uh, said oh, number one. Yeah, that's, so I kind of think they, they got it. Okay. Uh, you've got three more cracks at this. <laughs> Keep this going. You guys. Is it possibly the whole... <laughs> Foot long. That's not bad. We'll go cougar tail. Cougar tail. And, uh, you got to be a heavy BYU circuit. To get <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to buzz you on that one. I'm going to buzz you on that one. One more try for you guys. We'll kick it back here. Is it possible to eat a whole cake? Cake. We're going to buzz you on that one as well. Carson and uh, Lee. Which one? Carson and Mel. You got We're going to say watermelon. Watermelon is actually the number two answer. Wow. 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 Answers three and four, just to wrap up the, the, uh, the category, were pineapple. Okay. And tub of ice cream. Mm. We're on the right track. Nice. Tub of ice cream. Yes, would be yes possible. All right. Uh, Back to Mel and Cars. Um, This is question three. Question three, but the first one was kind of a test run. Uh, So two for real. My boss told me I blank. Oh boy. My boss told me I blank. It's good talk. My boss told me I blank. Mm, I need to work harder. What is Carson Mel. Boss said think? I need to work harder. My boss told me I need to work harder. What, do you, what would you guys think? For the top answer might be. <laughs> I like that. We'll go what? smell. Oh, yeah. Smell bad. And as it turns out. Uh, smell bad is actually one of the top four responses. Really? Wow. So we're going to keep you on there. It's, it's actually number two. So well done. Can you come up with number one? Oh, my boss told me I look good. <laughs> hey, if that can happen. Right here. It's, actually, it's actually number four on the list, I oh, think. My boss told me I look good. You must be doing that with these guys. Hey, well, I tell you. Look at Lee. Everywhere he goes, people <laughs> tell me he looks good. Can you get one of the last two, do you think? <laughs> I hope not. I like We're that. going with I'm fired. My boss told me I am fired. And that turns out to be... That turns out to be number one. <laughs> oh. And, and number three on this, the missing one was I work too hard. My boss told me I work too hard. Work too hard. All right, next question. How do I get out of blank? How do I get out of blank? How do I shoot? 
How do I get out of? Oh no, that's uh, they skipped a question on me. We'll go with that. Oh, the producer skipped. Oh, we're in America. Oh, we're good. How do I get out of blank? <laughs> Matt, what do you think? We're gonna go with jail. Jail for Matt. And what do you say? Uh, work. Work. How do I get out of work? And how do I get out of jail? It turns out that neither one is one of the top four responses. Okay. Number one. Oh, jury jury duty. duty. Jury All people know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> number one, jury duty. Uh, the number two here is debt. what is that? Debt. Debt. Debt is actually nice. number chat. three. Group <laughs> chat. Debt is number three. The and, and, and the last board? one. The last one's kind of sad, actually. Uh, how do I get out of? What do you think? Taxes. Marriage. Yeah. Oh, marriage. Relationship. In a way, yeah. Uh, this relationship was the answer. <laughs> oh, that's again kind of sad. Yeah, kind of sad. I got a little dark part of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> this was jail and marriage. Okay. Be- because we saw, because we saw, we're gonna go one last one really quick. Because we got last one last one up there. Uh, how do I shoot blank? How do I shoot blank? Was the question, and we saw it up there. What do you think number one might be, Leah and, and Matt? Basketball. How do you shoot a basketball? How do you shoot a basketball is number two on the list. I know this for an answer. How do I shoot a basketball is number two. So what might number one be? Is there there's one ahead of <laughs> a gun? How do I shoot a gun? Thankfully, for, uh, it's not up there. I mean, in a way, it's actually this is for the kids out there. How do I shoot? Number one is. In Fortnite. Oh. In Fortnite. So, in a way, kind of, yeah, sort of. Okay. Video game. Yeah, it's a video game gun. All right, and, and, and numbers three and four, because we're short on time, were how do I shoot my shot, which is, a, you know, always Fair. a good question. And, uh, and the last one is, is uh, dice. How do I shoot dice? <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I thought you rolled them, but we'll do that. That's also fine. All right, guys, thanks for contributing. How about I have for the GA for this one? Basketball with Mark Pope is presented by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Octo Health, decode your DNA, design your destiny. And Ken Garth, we hear you. And we are back. The breaks are great on this show. Uh, welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Tonight's Q&A segment presented by Ken Garf. We hear you. We've got a mic here on the studio floor, and we have at least two people out of the audience who have a question for either the GAs or Coach Pope. Uh, let's have, us give, uh, have you give us your name and your question. Hi, I'm speaking for Lauren Schertz, um, and we want to know, have you met Spencer Johnson's kid yet? So the answer is, for me, no. Have you guys? Not. So um, Spencer's son is doing perfectly um, but just needed uh, just a little bit of time um, safely. So I think that's probably the best way to say that. Is, is his, he's is doing it, wonderful. He's perfect. He's, is the he's name, awesome. The name, oh, you call him Joey, right? So yep. he's Spencer, that's his middle name, Joseph, Spencer Joseph Spencer. Johnson. Spencer Joseph Spencer Johnson. Joseph. We call him Joey. Yeah. Yeah. So he's Joey Johnson. And if you saw on social media, his first P was watching the Kansas game with ball in hand. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty spectacular. Very cool. All right, next question. Your name and your question. Yeah, I'm Jamie, and my question is, how has coaching helped you come closer to Christ? Mm, good. Guys, go. 
Lars? <laughs> <laughs> um, man, that's a deep one. That's a deep um, I think, you know, there's a lot of gospel principles. To Coach talks a lot about faith. Um, you know, we have guys from so many different backgrounds, um, but faith is something universal. Just believing in something bigger than yourself, right? And I think that plays in... in um, with the gospel as well, where, you know, believing in something and seeing the results, um, even when so many things tell you, you know, it shouldn't happen, uh, but seeing those results, despite a lot of adversity, um, is really cool. So it's definitely helped me out. Anybody else want to tell uh, you just, yeah. just going through adversity, right, with the game of basketball, you have ups and downs, just just like with life and, and your relationship and your walk with Christ, right? It's, it's always things that, that come about and just staying diligent and, and staying on, this, on that course and working towards it, right? Um, has helped me uh, really navigate that process, right? Basketball has helped me do a lot in my lifetime um, overall and also with my, my walk with Christ. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> great question. Uh, I would say just being a better servant. Um, since I'm now in the different side of basketball, uh, I have the opportunity to serve others. And as a player, when I was playing, it was, it was different. I was like being fed, being filled up. And now I'm on the other side where I get to – I, I'm the one filling the players up and being able to encourage guys and love these guys unselfishly and doing anything I can. So I think coaching helped me become a better servant often on the court. Nice. Okay. And for me, like, being grateful, like, it, mm. it helps so much. Like, this season goes so fast. Like, we're on our, what, this will be the 29th game. Crazy. And it, it goes so fast. And just, like, having my faith there to sort of center myself and, and having me take some time and, and just realize where I'm at, like, this incredible place, like, with all you guys. Um, it, it's really something special. Guys, thanks for all that. We appreciate it. As we go to break, we have to break. Here's this week's and one trivia question. What is the BYU record for most wins in a single season? The answer is coming up right after this. Stay with us. BYU basketball with Mark Pope. Here's tonight's trivia question. What is the BYU record for most wins in a single season? The season of Jim Romania ended with BYU going 32-5. and five. So 32 wins is the answer for most wins in a single season. This Saturday, BYU and TCU at the Marriott Center. It's Get to Know the Foe, presented by Octo Health. Decode your DNA, design your destiny. It's their first and only meeting of the regular season. It comes in the 16th of 18 Big 12 games. BYU and TCU, both teams 8 and 7 in league. Here's your broadcast information for the game. It'll be a 9 o'clock Eastern time, 7 o'clock Mountain time tip with a 6 o'clock radio pregame on BYU Radio. Watch it on the Big 12 now on ESPN+. Coach Pope, we have 20 seconds left to thank these guys and yeah. get people excited for Saturday. Um, you know, so listen, I can't give these guys enough credit. Um, you, you think about the people that are making a huge difference in our program and representing our university so beautifully, and I can't think of four better guys to do it. We're really blessed, so thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for being here. Good luck against TCU. Thank you, folks. Thank you.